celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And please don't forget about your dream team, Dr. Debbie White. We just call her Dr. Debbie. She answers your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani. You've seen him on Animal Planet, Dogs 101. Groomer has it. Animal communicator Joy Turner as well as pet travel experts Susan Sims and Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. All are here to answer your questions toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. What are you working on, Stacy? Well, there's a new study out, and they did it about human and dogs and how they interact. They found that dogs that were owned by men, especially neurotic men, how they pick the neurotic ones, I don't know, <laughs> but they seem to approach their owners more often than dogs of female owners. I'll huh. tell you more about that. Also, you've heard of being caught with your hand in the cookie jar. Well, one raccoon has done it just a little bit better than the cookie jar. And this wedding, you will not believe, oh. a canine wedding that cost $32,000. And no, Jeez. it wasn't put on by Joan Rivers. I'll tell you all about it coming up on Animal Radio. Also on the way, your Dodge Journey pet destination of the week. If you have a special place you like to take your dog or your cat be it a park or a restaurant or a hotel, whatever it is, let us know, and we'll put it up there as a Dodge Journey pet destination at the website. Plus, we'll give your dog or your cat prizes for sharing your favorite spot. 1-866-405-8405 to report your favorite location. Let's hit the phones. Animal communicator Joy Turner is answering uh, your calls. Which one are we going to? Line one. We haven't given line one any attention. I don't know why. Hi, Jackie. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you today? Great. You're on with Animal Communicator Joy Turner. All right. Hi there, Jackie. How are you? Marvelous. And can you tell me who we'd like to talk with today? Well, actually, I have a couple. And what it is 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 that I have cremated some of my older pets, and some of them were young puppies, and I'm not sure I did the right thing in putting um, them down. Um, for the reasons that I did. Okay, so can I have names of the ones you're interested in? Uh, it would be Bear, Sammy, Hoss, and Sonny. And I just need to know from Sonny if, um, if he had a better life with me than he did with his previous owner. Interestingly, Sonny was the first one that came to me. Was he the oldest one? Yes. He thinks he had a much better life with you than he did before, because he said he felt, and he's not quite sure what words to use to this, he felt that somehow there was a different kind of love that came from you to him, a different kind of acceptance. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. And he really valued that, and he's not sure exactly what to call it other than a different kind of love or a different kind of acceptance. Okay. So can you tell us the reason that you put all of these kids down? Well, Sonny, um, I got him, he found his way up a hill and down the hill in our subdivision away from his old owner. And when I found him, he had heartworms, he had uh, de- uh, de- degenerative heart failure. Um, he was so a lot of physical things going on. He had no teeth. He was a dachshund, which I know they're they're prone to not having, you know, they lose their teeth because of how narrow and everything their jaw is. But um, he was outside all the time, and the jacket that I had had on him or that they had had on him was just, it was almost like matted to him, and, like, it was bad. So okay. I took him in, got him in all, all his 
until the point that he actually, I let him outside and he actually died in my backyard and I went out to check on him 10 minutes later and I found him there. So Yeah, he was much more contented with you. Okay. okay? All right. Um, the other one that I'm really curious about is Sammy. And what about Sammy? She was my female border collie. Um, and I rescued her. People were getting rid of her because she kept jumping out of their fenced-in area. So um, they couldn't contain her. And the kids were scared of her. She was real, she was a good dog, but um, I had to put her down for... Uh, a, she, she just kept attacking just one individual dog. She wants you to know that she didn't necessarily agree with what you did, but she understands what you did. Hey, Jackie, I hope that answers some questions for you today. We appreciate your call, 1-866-405-8405. If you want to talk to Joy Turner anytime during the week, head on over to joyturner.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Grab your pets, bring them around the radio. I'm Hal Abrams. I'm Judy Francis. And to my right, Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joy Turner, and my left, Susan Sims and Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. And in the little bed over here, that's Boog, the studio cat. Snoring away. Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. We're all here. We hope your animals are around the radio, too. They should be, huh? It's fun stuff today. What are you working on there, Stacy? Well, there's a new scam out. It's about service dogs. People are trying to fake that their dogs are service dogs so they could take them into restaurants and stuff. I'll tell you all about that coming up. An Ohio man's due in court later this month for teasing a member of the police force. And there's a German teenager who's riding around the countryside on the back of her pet, not her horse, but her pet cow. That cow can do some crazy things, too. I'll tell you all about it coming up on Animal Radio. Okay, let's go to the phones. 1-866-405-8405. It's toll-free, by the way. Hi, Wanda. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Doing good. Where are you calling from? Uh, New Jersey. Joyzy. Another awesome. You don't hear the accent, though. <laughs> You've lost the Joyzy accent. Uh, born and raised Jersey. Okay. I'm going to make a way here for Dr. Debbie right here. I understand you have a yep. question for her. Uh, yes, I do. I have a feral hound that we uh, adopted out of the uh, shelter. And uh, we got we figured he was about a year and a half, and he's um, about seven and a half, eight years old now. And uh, he's an awesome dog. We love him. Um, but the only issue we have with him is that... Uh, I can't seem to break the trance. Like, when he sees a dog he doesn't like, it's a nightmare. And I try, you know, I tried putting coins in a can and, and just trying to tell him leave it and then, you know, pulling him along or, you know, all, all different things. And it, I just, we just can't seem to do it. He just gets, like, lathered up and, you know, his drawers in a knot. <laughs> just like, okay. <laughs> and is this how he's always behaved with other dogs? It depends. He either loves the dog or he doesn't. And actually, we had a neighbor's dog. Uh, we have a neighbor that the son had a, um, it's not a feral hound, but it, it looks kind of like a feral hound. It's, it's a similar breed. And he wasn't living there when he first got the dog. He was living in Washington, and now he's moved home. And since he's moved home, their dog isn't fixed. The, the two of them, they don't get along at all. And he's mm-hmm. just, it's just the, uh, like, he just gets out of control. Like, he sees okay. him outside in the window, and he's barking and going crazy. And and how is he with people, or, or I should say different people outside of the home? 
Um, most of the time he's very good, and here again, you know, he either likes you or he doesn't, and most of the time, um, you know, he, he likes most people. Um, he's, there's never really an issue. Um, actually, the, the neighbor from the other side, when um, they got their puppy, he doesn't really like dogs. You know, he... He, he doesn't like dogs. Kind of weird. <laughs> so he doesn't like him, and, and he kind of, my dog went after their puppy and especially since that incident it wow. was you know he really hates them so he really doesn't like that guy the challenge with pets that have aggression towards other dogs is there's a lot of issues going on whether it's a uh, territorial aggression a fear aggression a protective aggression so there's a lot of kind of overlay of that so the, the challenge really comes to finding what triggers we have so if you're out walking him on a leash and he's reacting negatively towards other dogs barking lunging growling drooling it's hard in those situations to ask him to behave and to control himself without first kind of having the basics of how we want him to behave in, in an anxious or nervous situation. So for me, I kind of back up, go back to square one, and if we recognize that you walking him on a leash to see another dog really is like the height of the epitome of his craziness in his world, then we have to try to control that environment as much as possible. And the goal is to try to teach him calm, relaxed behaviors that we can practice in the face of something that's going to be very exciting. And my tips for that are to have a tired dog before we try to get into this kind of training. So that means a lot of physical activity. So um, especially feral hounds, they are pretty active. They're pretty athletic dogs. So I would make sure we get this guy out walking, running, playing ball, doing something to get physically kind of worn down a little bit before we have some training sessions. Um, and then also to remember that an agitated dog does not learn. Um, it's very hard to ask them when they're in that frenzy state to listen to your commands. So we want to master those commands and gradually build up the intensity of the stimulation, whatever it is, the other dog, sight of them, the sound of them, and to gradually work up to that. So that's being reality. If you just put them on a leash going out and down the street, you're going to fail. Um, so it takes a lot of work, and a lot of times I will ask to get a trainer involved just so that we can have someone on the ground that can help with that. Um, but for me, I like using a head collar just to kind of keep them in control. And if we're... What kind of collar? Um, a head collar, like a gentle lead harness, kind of helps to keep the nose in a direction. Um, and it's hard for a dog to lunge and pull away when they have a gentle lead harness on their nose. Kind of looks like a horse's bridle. It's not great okay. for every behavioral situation, but for these type of things, I think it's very useful. And basically what you'd want to do is kind of set up a scenario where you have another dog across the park from you and where the sight of the dog is just you know, in the distance. Maybe he can hear the other dog. Maybe he can see it. But that's where you really practice those calming behaviors. Sit, stay, give me paw, shake. You know, If there's certain commands that he knows and he's mastered, you want him to practice those things with the very distant possibility of a dog nearby then gradually we try to increase the or decrease the distance and always 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 reward him with something super delicious when he's practicing those behaviors and not rewarding the bad responses the anxiety the barking so the last thing we want to do is soothe them and say it's okay it's okay 
if he's acting in a negative way, barking, growling, lunging. So you do not want to give in to that and don't want to coddle him for that. You only want to reward that good dog behavior, the sit, the uh, give me the paw, lay down. Those kind of things are really what we're going to be focusing on. And then yeah, he does get- all those great. He's really, really a wonderful dog. Like he's got those, especially if he sees the food in front of him. But you're saying to do it on the walk or? Yeah, and first you're going to need to set up a kind of a training scenario where you can control the distance of that other dog. Because that's hard to ask people, hey, hey, don't walk over here across the park by me. I'm training my dog. So maybe have someone well, actually, who you can I have. have a neighbor a- that has the same experience because he's not like this with every single dog. There's certain mm-hmm. dogs that will be sitting there going all lathered up like, like how he usually is with some dogs. There's a couple dogs that have that reaction when he walks by and he doesn't even care. He doesn't mm-hmm. react. He just looks at them like, what's wrong? It's, an, you it's know? not his beef. He just keeps walking. He's perfect. <laughs> And, and with time, you can you can work with these guys. You know, is he ever going to be where you can trust him completely with other dogs? Mm, I, I don't know. And that would be something to have a little bit more close contact to, to evaluate him. But certainly, you know, you can make these these changes and these steps to try to reward him for good behavior with the the idea of another dog being around and, and really reward him for that quiet, calm time. The, the greatest example of a well-behaved dog that when the excitement threshold gets too high, they just lose all control is, for me, every day... In my clinic, dogs come in. They're the best behaved dogs at home, but they come in the front door and they're like slobbering, drooling, running all over. <laughs> and it's, you know, people are like, he's so good at home. But this is sensory overload for these dogs. So um, try to avoid that sensory overload if you can. And, uh, you know, certainly don't take them to Pet Smart and ask them to go walking down the aisle with all those other dogs around. But, uh, yeah. Thank you very much. This is really helpful. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. I'm pretty sure you know if your dog or cat has a winning smile. Why don't you put it to the test? It's Tropiclean's Best Smile Contest, sponsored by Tropiclean Fresh Breath Made Easy. You know, they have four natural products that make it incredibly easy to protect your pet from periodontal disease. For contest rules, visit Tropiclean This is Animal Radio. Warm weather is here, and your dog is ready to trade in its winter coat for a summer haircut. Wall Pet Clippers are the number one home grooming choice for dogs and their owners because Wall's precision ground blades cut hair without pulling or snagging. Grooming your dog at home is safe, easy, and it helps you save money. So show how much you care. Cut your dog's hair with a Wall Clipper. Visit Wall, W-A-H-L-Pet.com. Kempton Hotels and Restaurants, the very first full-service hotel to respect and welcome pets. Kempton's Hospitality Program offers plush pets, designer dining bowls, pet treats, toys, along with services for dog walking and pet sitting. No restrictions for size, weight, or type of animal, as well as zero fees or pet deposits. Come stay at a Kempton Hotel whenever you travel. L.A., San Francisco, San Diego, Chicago, Dallas, and many more. Go to www.kemptonhotels.com for Kempton Hospitality. Hi, I'm Steve Garvey, and I'm here with my good friend, actor, and pet food guru, Dick Van Patten. Hiya, Steve. It's good to see you. Dick, my two dogs have been on your natural balance for years. They love it. They look great. So what's the secret? It's simple. Our formulas are developed by top nutritionists and based on scientific fact. And then they're made with the best ingredients. It's just a winning combination. It is. Just like Russell to Lopes to Garvey. (laughs) Thanks for that. Hey, everyone. If you love your pets like I love mine, try Natural Balance. 
Do you have an aging pet? How about a scratchy dog or an anxious cat? The natural vet, Dr. Sean Messonnier, recommends Pet Pals Vitamins. Pet Pals formulas provide safe, affordable nutritional therapy with noticeable benefits. Pet Pals are flavored, chewable tablets that can be given as a treat or crumbled and mixed in with your pet's food. Give your pal the gift of wellness and longevity. Try Pet Pals risk-free today with our satisfaction guarantee. Go to AnimalRadio.com for your 10% off coupon now. Hi, this is Emmylou Harris on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pet. This is Animal Radio, baby. I know, I'm looking out the window and it's empty. Boy, those, they go through it fast. They're hungry little birders. This is the first uh, year that we've seen the hummingbirds all year round here at the studios. Yeah, they are in California. I know that back east, I don't even know if they're there in the eastern side or if they're there year round. Where do you think Kimpton's going to take us today? Oh, let's see. I'm going to say the. I'm feeling the East Coast. It is the East Coast. Ah, Animal Radio. They're brought to you by Kimpton Hotels. If you're traveling to Vero Beach, Florida, take your pet along and stay at the Vero Beach Resort and Spa. Pretty East Coast. Yeah, I'd say so. Not only will you be greeted by our four-legged director of pet relations, Oliver, but you'll enjoy your stay with zero fees and no size or weight limits. Wow. Find out more about Kimpton's hospitality program by calling 1-888-Kimpton, K-I-M-P-T-O-N. And speaking of Kimpton, don't forget, if you haven't entered your dog in, Kimpton's Paparazzi Photo Contest, you'll want to do that. There's actually a bunch of different prizes, including a grand prize, which is a two-night stay at Kimpton Hotel, plus two round-trip tickets on JetBlue, a $500 credit for your pet on Pet Airways, a $100 Kimpton Restaurant in-room dining certificate, and one in-room spa treatment for two. Yeah, so uh, all the details, by the way, over at the website at AnimalRating.com. Thanks, Kimpton. Right now, Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, is answering your most vexing dog behavior questions. Bill, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How about you guys? Good. What's on your mind? Well, I called last week and mentioned that I have a Catahoula leopard hound. Oh, yeah. And she, and she uh, is jumping the fence. Well, we got a, we, last week my wife bought a uh, no-jump harness for her, and she put that, that, that harness on her. What it does, it attaches to her back leg so she can't stand up and climb the fence. Well, my wife said that she had that thing chewed off of her in five minutes and was out in the front yard. <laughs> okay, Bill. So, you're with the world well, famous thrashing. But this week, she hasn't jumped the fence even once. And we had had her for three years before she finally climbed the fence and got out. You mean she, she was her, jumping she was the fence a, a couple of weeks ago? She but she, a, she, No, I'm sorry. She was, she was about a year old when we got her, and my wife rescued her from the street. We found her running on the street. And we couldn't find the owner at all. We we put ads in the paper and called places and talked to all the vets around. And we couldn't find anybody that owned her, so we just kept her. So, Bill, what did you do with her? What do we do with her? For the jump. Um, well, you? We, 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 we try to catch her. <laughs> at first, she wouldn't let us catch her. The only way we could catch her is if we pulled up on her in the car and opened the door. But now... She was. She, she got to where she would let us walk up to her and just put the put the leash on her. We scold her for jumping, but uh, and we tried putting some stuff in front of the fence to where she won't climb it. You know, can't get to it. But she figured a way to push that stuff out of the way. 
But like I said, during this past week, she hasn't jumped it at all or hadn't climbed it at all. You know, uh, Bill, and for everyone who is hearing me right now, so what the Bill is uh, referring to, he has a dog who likes to jump over the fence. And yeah, for everyone, thank you, thank you, Bill, for, for letting us know you kind of resolved your co- uh, question already, and it just happened miraculously, I guess, in your situation. But I'm pretty sure a lot of people who are listening to us right now, they still haven't jumping situations and problems with their dogs so they would be interested probably to hear what can we do in order to help them out so dogs jump for the fence because of many many reasons people and one of the reason is uh, they don't have a good bonding with the owner they have a separation anxiety they like to it's an opposite uh, opposite uh, problem they would like to um, you know be close to the owner who may be babying them too much sometimes happening with the rescue dogs because rescue dogs uh, had a bad life and the new owner tried to overcompensate for that bad life and create separation anxiety and you know it can be a confined phobia it can be a lot of things whatever situation we have we need to number one make sure the dog is comfortable in the backyard um, and the second make sure the dog is tired in the backyard I like to do obedience training in the backyard putting collar and leash and do simple things two times per day let's go sit stay calm down make sure the dog is tired I want to make sure the backyard has a shadow area where the dog can you know can have some shadow area and be like um, have a cool area so he could relax and uh, you know enjoy its life um, and also I'd like to supply your dog uh, jumping dog with some interactive toys uh, such as uh, especially in this summertime a lot of toys right now provide us a, a opportunity possibility to fill them with water and freeze them and the dog can just enjoy that life and run around in the backyard and play with uh, stuff i also like the uh, products by company for instance um, premier pet there it's interactive toys you can put a lot of um cookies and kibbles inside uh, the toys and the, and the dogs rotate those toys and kibbles falling down and the dog just enjoying its life and get gets busy. So this is all together as far as feeding the dogs uh, physical and mental needs in your backyard will really address the cause of this problem. Now no matter what we do people sometimes you know uh, situation gets bad and you need to deal with the symptoms as well. In this situation of course the simple solution just increase the uh, uh, height uh, of the fence and it can be done in a very cheaper way there is a lot of uh, possibilities to do it just stop by a local home depot store or another hardware store talk to the experts they will advise you what the cheapest way to perform what i like to do in the simplest way is just basically get the stick and uh, hang that stick on the rope a little bit higher than uh, our waistline and hang it uh, like next to the area where the dogs like to jump over the fence. They, they normally like to jump in one, two spots. So when they see some type of unstable uh, stick is uh, waving back and for, forth in the area where they need to jump, they, they quickly lose the, consequ- uh, they lose the confidence in um, not jumping. In other situation, in other, in other uh, resolution, it's special harness. It calls no pull harness, basically designed for so the dogs would not pull. If you teach your dog uh, basically uh, carry that harness and have to leave them alone, um, that's prohibiting dogs from making any sharp movements with their um, 
back legs. But make sure, you know, this is, this can be done just under supervision because you don't want to leave the dog in this type of harness when you are not supervised her. Uh, and of course, if nothing gonna work, invisible fence would be a great solution for this situation. But again, all this, uh, what I just, uh, jumping, barking, uh, biting, and, uh, whatever, whatever be- behavior problem can be just the symptoms. Remember, meeting the dog's physical, mental, and social needs will address cause of any behavior problems in dogs, including the few which you're complaining about and the few which may accept. This is the Vladi. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to the world-famous Russian dog wizard. I saved that call. (laughs) This well-groomed portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Wall. You know, dogs are one of the most intelligent animals. You probably already know that. You're listening, My dog right? is, yeah. yeah. It's no wonder that Wall Pet Clippers are the number one choice of dogs and their owners. Wall blades provide better grooming results, and you'll look smart for saving money. Visit Wall, W-A-H-A, blah, blah. <laughs> I want to suck you blood. Visit Wall, W-A-H-L, pet.com, W-A-H-L, pet.com, wallpet.com. That was wow. tough. Oh, boy. Joey Volani is just walking into the studio right now. <laughs> I am so ready for this, you don't even know. Joey Volani's tip of the week brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. We are going to talk about fleas because our flea season is coming back in. Now, I know I talked about how to get rid of fleas, uh-huh. but you know what? A lot of people don't know how to look for fleas. It's funny how many dogs come into the salon and people say my dog is scratching. Does he have fleas? No, I don't think so. And you're looking, and he has a ton of fleas. What is a real, real easy way to check it out, which is easy and, 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 and um, convenient. And what it can do is save you a lot of money, because once those fleas get into your home, not only are they going to bite and be biting the dog, they're going to be biting the cat, they're going to be biting you, but you're not going to be able to get rid of them. Okay? I'm all they're for saving be... money, too, i gotta, I got to <laughs> say. You know what? You better just start charging them rent, because they're staying for a while is what's going to happen. So this is what you do. Put... Your dog, maybe on a white towel, and what you're gonna do is you're gonna scratch by his um the, by the base of the tail where it meets his butt, um and you're gonna look there as well. Now what you're looking for is what I call flea dirt or what everyone calls flea dirt. Uh-huh. Now if you if you know fleas because they drink the blood, they secrete dried Ew. blood. Okay, uh-huh. so what ends up happening is they leave it behind, and it looks like black pepper in the coat, and it's gonna feel like the same. So what you can do if you get a dark dog, especially sometimes it's hard, just scratch that area and look down in the towel. And if you see anything that looks like black pepper, well, then we got some critters on our dogs. You can also get it okay. wet, too, and it'll look like blood, won't it? Yeah, if you wet. Yeah, it, absolutely. Absolutely, because what happens is it's, it's, it's dried blood, you yeah. know, so once you hydrate it. And I'll tell you what, you get a, a, a condition that's real bad. We've had pets that were real bad, and you put them in the tub, and you almost think that the dog is, is, is actually bleeding from an oh. artery. I mean, that's how, that's how red that water will get. But that's in an extreme case. I mean, if you don't realize it by then your pet has fleas, then, you know, we have a problem yeah. here. Um, but... Do that, and then you can go to Senior Pet Products, and you can check out all the nice flea remedies that they have on there and order them and take care of your pet. So 
preventative, okay, the best thing yes. is to check and see for flea dirt. And then after that, then you can take care of it yourself. Mm. Okay, very good. Well, you know, it seems like we've had a tough flea season this year, and it is because it's yes. been more moist across the country than it has been in previous years. I so. don't see any into it. Yeah, well, eventually. I mean, you know, millions of years from you now. You know what? <laughs> this time of the year, this time of the year, it, it, it always gets bad right around when, when, the, when the seasons start to change. I mean, you're a little bit lucky here in California because you don't really have too many changes of the season. But mm-hmm. when you went back to back in New Jersey, um, when the seasons changed, at this time, fleas got real bad. So I thought this was a pretty good topic to talk about. Very good. Joey Volani, ladies and gentlemen. Had some people contact me this last week and say that... Uh that promo code you gave us for SeniorPetProducts.com a few weeks back doesn't work any longer. Yeah, no, we changed it up. We have a brand new promo code, so listen up. If you want to get 25% off your entire purchase at SeniorPetProducts.com, head on over to the SeniorPetProducts.com website, look for the Animal Radio logo, and put in the promotional code SAVE25. That's save and then the numbers 2525. Save 25. And if you do that before you start your shopping, you'll get 25% off. And think about that. That's a pretty big discount, 25%. No kidding. They have lots of stuff over there. Huge, huge supply of stuff. Supplements, stairs, grooming aids. The lowest prices anywhere on Chondroflex or Sonovaflex. Check it out. It is SeniorPetProducts.com. Animal Radio is brought to you by SeniorPetProducts.com. As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest with thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. Hi, this is Judith Chapman from Young and the Restless at CBS, and I'm on Animal Radio right now, and I'm asking everyone out there to please spay and neuter your pets. This is Animal Radio. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. A pilot study about human-canine interactions has found that dogs owned by men, especially neurotic men, I'm not sure how they picked them, they approach their owners more often than dogs of female owners. The findings add to the growing body of evidence that pet owner gender and personality may actually influence an animal's social attraction to the person. Recently, a study determined that women and cats enjoyed a particularly strong bond. Well, now some of the same members of that cat research team, they've turned their focus to dogs, which really may be man's best friend. The sensitivity of dogs to owner sex may be rooted in their wolf ancestry, where sex is engaged in distinctly different social roles. Some of those dolphins that have been washing uh, ashore in the Gulf of Mexico since the BP oil well disaster, they've got a coating of oil on them. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration says 293 dolphins have washed ashore since late last April. The Wall Street Journal reports the oil's from the blown-out well, but scientists have yet to determine if it's contributed to the animals' deaths. A substance on some other dolphins is believed to be oil, but NOAA officials have not determined the source. Well, you've heard of uh, being caught with your hand in the cookie jar. This raccoon did one just a little bit better. The unlucky guy was discovered last week on a street in Long Island. He was perched about 30 feet up a utility pole with his head stuck inside a peanut butter jar. Uh, the community called the Suffolk County Police, the town of Islip, and the State Department of Environmental Conservation to try and rescue the raccoon, who, guess what they named him? Okay, it's either Skippy, Jif, or Peter Pan. What do you think? 
They called him Skippy. Anyway, uh, this woman said, my husband discovered that around 7 o'clock in the morning, uh, prior to Skippy's rescue, a lot of people in the neighborhood were coming around. Well, they made a lot of phone calls, she said, and we called animal control. They couldn't do anything. The Lakeland Fire Department was here. The police department even was here. And basically, we were told there was nothing we could do to help this guy up there. Around 3 o'clock, about 8 hours later, the Long Island Power Authority came to Skippy's aid. They freed the raccoon from his peanut butter prison and sent him back into the woods. All right, ready for this one. A bizarre wedding. No expense was spared during a recent canine wedding in the U.K. Louise Harris tells the U.K.'s Orange News that she spent more than $32,000 on her Yorkshire Terrace lavish ceremony. The venue alone cost more than $4,000, while Harris's dog Lola wore a dress that cost more than $1,600. A Yorkshire Terrier, I mean, the material's got to be about three inches big. Harris says her dogs are her pride and joy, and that's why she decided to hold an online competition to find a husband for Lola. The winning dog was a Chinese crested named Mugly, who currently holds the title of the UK's ugliest dog. Why they would spend that on the ugliest dog, I don't know. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. I think I've always told you, Judy, that I would love to come back as your dog (laughs) in another life. Why is that, Hal? Just because you treat your dog... Spectacularly. I do, don't I? She really has a great life. Oh, we love each other very much. If I could get my second chance, it would be that. <laughs> there's a there's a brand new book that just came out that I'm just starting to read. Usually by now I've read old. Usually by the time the author comes on the air and I do That's the interviews, idea. I've read the book. But I'll be real honest here. I haven't. You're a little behind. I just, I just started the book. It's called Emily and Einstein. Linda Francis Lee wrote the book. It's called Emily and Einstein. Do we have her on the phone yet? Yes, we do. Hi, Linda. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Tell us about the book. It's about a philandering husband, correct? Yes, it is. And it's about a woman who gets a second chance at life with the help of a dog who just so happens to have the soul of a man. And that particular man was a real dog of a man in life. Uh-oh. He gets a second chance to come back as a dog. Is that correct? Yes. In fact, he is... He has led this life that has not been the greatest. And when I was writing it, when I was actually thinking about writing it, it was this idea of second chances, regrets. If if you if you wanted to, if you had the opportunity to come back and then do things over, Mm -hmm. how wonderful would that be? And for this guy, since he was such a dog of a man, I thought, my gosh, I'm going to bring him back as a dog. And then he has to (laughs) save his wife. He has to save her buddies as, as a dog. What kind of lessons does he learn as a dog? Well, the, my, the sort of my theme was the idea that this dog of a man becomes a dog and learns how to be a true man. And so as a dog, it's, he learns about life and the idea of really helping people and looking beyond himself. And I, I wanted to just explore the idea of second chances in different ways that 
Potentially, you could get them. Yeah, you know, I always wonder with novels if there's a little truth to it. Is there some man in your life that you wish would come back as a dog to learn to learn a lesson? Oh, you know it is. I I get asked that all the time, and what's so amazing is that I have a great, wonderful husband. <laughs> and it was more. I think it was. I just. I guess perhaps my age. I see a lot of women who are married to men who. Put, Essentially, aren't that great, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it's vice versa as well for husbands and wives. But the idea that how can people continue to grow and learn, and also so many times people are, are unwilling to see the things they are doing wrong in life, mm-hmm. and it's certainly you know, and it's a person's individual uh, right, whatever. If they want to try and look deeper into their own lives to try and find ways to be better, and with this particular man, like man, as with so many people that idea that they can't see that they're doing anything wrong. It's easier to blame everyone else. Of course. And in this case, he's forced to see what he did wrong. Mm. And, he, and he goes just kicking and screaming the whole way, not wanting to, to face the fact that he might not have done things so great. Now, does the wife know that the dog is her husband? Yeah, that's a process. I think that for her, I think it's a, a, in the book, it's a... Both the husband and the wife have to go through the process of learning how to have a second chance at life. And I think in many ways she was blind to the reality. It's easier to just say, okay, my life is perfect, it's working fine, as opposed to start looking at the warning signs. Or And, and she's oblivious. And I think that sometimes people are oblivious to, they put blinders on to what they don't want to see. Right. I so, love it. I, I don't want to hear too much more I know, about I was gonna say, I've got lots of questions, but I don't want to ask them because <laughs> I don't want her to give it away. I actually have 10 copies I'd like to give away, too, and I don't want the listeners, I don't want anybody to know the whole story yet. Emily and Einstein on St. Martin's Press. If you don't get through today, you get it at one 405 8405 You can head on over to Amazon, Borders, Barnes & Noble, or your local bookstore and ask them to order it. It is a bestseller. Emily and Einstein. Linda Francis Lee joining us. Thank you so much. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. What are you working on, Stacy? This wedding you will not believe. Oh. A canine wedding that cost $32,000. And no, it wasn't put on by Joan Rivers. I'll tell you all about it coming up on Animal Radio. Also on the way, your Dodge Journey pet destination of the week. If you have a special place you like to take your dog or your cat, be it a park or a restaurant or a hotel, whatever it is, let us know, and we'll put it up there as a Dodge Journey pet destination at the website. Plus, we'll give your dog or your cat prizes for sharing your favorite spot. 1-866-405-8405 to report your favorite location. Greetings and salutations on Animal Radio. It's Vinnie Penn, your party animal. I want to take a few minutes of your time here to talk about something, God, that I've spotted in my neck of the woods uh, in recent days, my neck of the woods being Connecticut. Actually, actually, where I see this is right before you enter New York, and it's an enormous billboard that I think has been up since before Easter, and basically it has a picture of the most adorable little bunny rabbit you've ever seen in your life, and it has the words, we're not just Easter presents, we're a lifelong commitment. Now, the only thing missing is a billboard about 100 feet after that one with the word, duh, written on it. What idiot parents out there are bringing a a bunny home for their little girl or their little boy for Easter morning and regarding it as no different than a goldfish? Give it a name. Treat it like you would a toy. 
If it happens to die, we'll bury it in the backyard and have a really touching ceremony that we'll film on the the camcorder and we'll watch at your wedding. Oh, look, this is when Dad eulogized Hugo, my beautiful pet rabbit that I stopped playing with three days after Easter. Isn't it a given not to give a living creature flippantly to a little child? Never mind the fact that rabbits aren't the easiest pet to maintain in the first place. I mean, you can't just put them on a wheel like you would a hamster. There's a certain diet there. You don't know how many people I know who've done this, and within a week of having this brand new adorable bunny in the backyard, they throw it in a cardboard box in the backyard and are shocked when a fox has eaten it overnight. Nothing like an 11-year-old girl coming out to see her brand new bunny and screaming in horror to find it chewed up, chomped up, spit out, few bones left in the box. Parents have to start using their heads and realizing what is an appropriate gift and what isn't. A Furby is an appropriate Easter gift, not a bunny. But the fact of the matter is the store shouldn't be selling these in the first place. You shouldn't be able to look in the newspaper and say bunnies for sale. Unless the word play is before it and the number to call has a name attached that reads Hugh Hefner, everybody should know not to do... The, the, who's the blame on? The blame is on the parents and the blame is on the, the seller. Feel free to give a call in. Am I wrong? Everybody should know bunnies are not gifts. Unless their name is Kendra and you're buying it from a man with a pipe in his mouth. I'm Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, this is Cesar Milan. When I'm not doing the dog whisper, I'm listening to Animal Radio. Stay balanced. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Borders, Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to FidoFriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. As your best friend settles into middle 
age and show signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest by providing the latest news, information, and products for health, wellness, comfort, and mobility. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need from vitamins and supplements to diapers, boots, and accessories that'll make their senior years more comfortable, all at the lowest prices available. Thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Lots of people place online ads for love or maybe to sell their used car, but a heartbroken bird lover got his missing parrot back. Thanks to Craigslist, 35-year-old Jason Strong couldn't bear to think of never finding his eight-month-old Amazon parrot, but the thought of his beloved Dino becoming a meal for another animal was unbearable. Strong has cerebral palsy, and his caregiver had taken Dino to visit some friends. They were sitting at a pool, Dino perched on her arm, when he suddenly took off flying, something he'd never done before. They made flyers and put an ad on Craigslist about the missing parrot, but weren't expecting too much. Meanwhile, an employee from Hyundai Motors found Dino in a parking lot at work. She was just going to post a found bird ad on Craigslist when she saw the lost bird one. She returned Dino to Strong, where he happily found the place on Strong's wheelchair, right next to a parakeet named Pharaoh, a cockatiel named Willow, and a conure named Spirit. He explained, some people are cat people, some people are dog people. Maybe I was a bird in a past life. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, this is Park Overall. I am just thrilled about Animal Radio. Please, stay and neuter your animals. Please. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Pet Stay. They give your four-legged friends the four-star treatment available at Caesars Palace, Paris, and Planet Hollywood Resorts in Las Vegas. Pet Stay includes amenities like food and a water dish, sleeping mats, dog treats, and specialty room service menus. It's more than pet-friendly. It's pet-focused. Details at Caesars.com slash Vegas. And guess who's in Vegas this week? Who? I'm actually thinking I should go. Okay. I'll give you a hint there. Janet Jackson. Oh, I mean, I've seen her before. She puts on a great show. She really does. Yeah. Saturday through uh, the 24th. I guess it's, t- it's just tonight, tonight, tomorrow night. Yeah. Just two nights. Yeah, it's just a short stay there. Okay. It's at Caesars Palace, the Coliseum. Price is $75 and $195. A legendary icon took suggestions of her fans to heart. And after her start in Asia, bringing the tour to the United States and right here to Las Vegas, she'll perform 35 number one hits. Wow. In 35 global cities. Janet Jackson at the Caesars Palace, the Coliseum. Check it out tonight and tomorrow. And you can bring your pet. <laughs> well, not to the Coliseum. Not to the concert, yeah. You've got to leave the pet at the Caesars Palace, there of course. And speaking of Las Vegas, you just had to do a cesarean section on a, on a dog? Yes, yes, and a little chihuahua. Chihuahua, as we oh, like to chihuahua. call it around here. They're so small. <laughs> Very tiny, and they have big round heads, so a lot of times they can have problems delivering those little babies. So, yes. So, yeah, this little girl, she had one baby unsuccessfully at home. It did not survive. And then after 12 hours of agonizing uh, labor, she came in for a C-section. And uh, we were happy the baby survived. So Good. Um, we- we so weren't expecting it. Was Daddy a Chihuahua? Yes, he was. Yeah, very proud Papa. <laughs> We're going to go to the phones next. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 
concierge desk. This is Amanda. Yes, I can recommend a great place for a walk. Imperial Palace and Rio in Las Vegas are rolling out four-star treatment for our four-legged friends. Our new pet stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service venues, and more. The dog days are here. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash Vegas or call 800-427-7247. You're listening to Animal Radio. Stella and Chewies has become synonymous with Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. We go out in public now, people say, what's that food that you're feeding Ladybug, the studio stunt dog? It's the only food she'll eat. It's uh, kind of a weird, curious name, Stella and Chewies, but those are the names of the uh, the founders, the inventors, dogs. Yeah, that she was trying to create a food for them, and that was the names of her dogs. And of course, this is the kind of food that your dog will not only love a week from now, a year from now, two years from now, but is healthy for them too. That's the key word for me. They don't know it, but we know it. <laughs> Natural goodness for dogs made with raw USDA inspected meat raised naturally. There's no added hormones or antibiotics. In fact, we'd like to send you a sample. If you'd like to send us a self-addressed stamped envelope, the address is over at the website at animalradio.com. We'll send you back a sample. The more postage you send us, the more samples we'll send back. <laughs> And if you want to learn more, check out the website at StellaAndChewies.com. They also make some great chicken treats for the cats. Oh, and they have a new flavor out, too. There's, there's surf and turf. Oh, yeah. Salmon and... Beef. Beef. Good stuff. The cats will love it, too. They have a new I know. Cat. They won't stay out of her bowl. Hey, Susan. Yes. I understand you wanted to talk to Dr. Debbie. Yes, please. She's right here for you. Hi. You. Hello there. How can I... Hello, what I can have, I help you with? Well, I have a cat and a dog. Both are two years old and both are pretty inseparable. They just enjoy each other. The dog suffers only recently, starting November, seizures. She's never mm-hmm. had them before. And we've tried, what is it, from food, no, anything. We tried to think of things that we had done differently and nothing. Well, she has them two at a time. And they're sporadic, meaning they can be um, one week apart. They can be four weeks apart. And okay. some of them are very mild. And uh, her latest one, which was actually last Thursday, which was a big surprise, which was about five weeks after the previous one, it was a grand mall. I mean, she mm-hmm. even uh, screamed. Okay. And when she's, does she typically have grand mal seizures where she's kicking, paddling, doing that kind of thing? Yes. Well, I mean, sometimes we honestly don't always find a reason for seizures. And, and has she had any kind of uh, tests? Has your veterinarian done anything to kind of evaluate things? Yeah, he's done the blood test and everything. And he says that as long as we can we can put her on Pimbarbital or something like that, we choose not to put her on any medication. Um, but he said she's not causing any problems to herself. It's just that it's an ugly thing to have to go through. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure, yeah. And, and I think the decision to go on an anti-seizure medicine can be tough for some folks. And if the seizures, and my guideline is if we have more seizures than once a month, I, I really look at it um, for se- several reasons. One is that we can't always be present every time a pet has a seizure. So there is a self-injury potential if they're happening, you know, regularly. Right. Um, 
the other is that seizures kind of have a kindling effect. So basically, one seizure can make it more likely for the next seizure to come on, and that can in itself be problematic because it just feeds, if you will, the, the tendency for more seizures to happen. So if we're having frequent ones, especially clusters, um, you know, I would certainly consider the, the uh, idea of putting your pet on an anti-seizure medicine. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, phenobarbital is the one we use most commonly for pets with seizures. Um, and uh, there are some alternatives beyond that. But usually to get a pet regulated, most veterinarians will use that. And then we'll talk about trying alternative therapies like uh, uh, there's a drug called Keppra. Uh, potassium bromide is another one. And some of those have lesser side effects um, or more favorable side effects, depending on what's going on for the individual pet. Um, but I would say that I, I would certainly consider that a little, uh, maybe a little more <laughs> seriously than, than you might just with that frequency. You know, once every five weeks isn't a lot, but, you know, two seizures every two weeks would certainly be enough that would get me concerned. Okay. And you didn't say what area of the country you're in. I'm in uh, middle California, right smack dab in the middle of the state. Okay. Well, you're kind of in my area. In, for seizuring pets out here in the Nevada area, one thing also amongst the many things that we'll do to evaluate uh, potential causes, we'll even look at uh, the fungal disease called valley fever, which um, it can potentially in some pets cause uh, seizure disorders, as well as things like thyroid um, issues, which in many cases we'll look at as well. That's so. kind of prevalent in central California, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes the San Joaquin Valley. and uh, But, yeah, areas like Phoenix, um, you know, even Nevada and other parts, uh, other states was still a concern so might just make sure that that has been screened for yeah which i've actually had that you yourself have had it yes oh my goodness well then definitely yeah, so I, I would i was pretty bad <laughs> holy cow well that's like yeah. a testimonial so yeah i would go and knock on your vet's door and say hey by the way did you check my dog for this disease and uh, yeah, i think that would be okay. a very sound thing to screen because um, in those cases yeah obviously you would treat the old underlying disease and um you know make sure we treat that effectively so and you said you had a kitty concern too yeah he is um outside a lot which is okay but his problem is he is really skittish i mean i've heard of scaredy cats but this guy takes it to the limit Aww. he was feral when we first got him at kitten and he is attached to family he's attached to us and he's, he's uh, very attached to the dog but he is really really skittish um i thought maybe he's his eyes were not focusing properly because he would run from us until we talked to him and then he'd stop but then he he would run anyway but he does come up to us and we can pick him up without any problem and he is really really friendly but he is super super skittish and i've never seen a cat that's as skittish as this thing. And that's, uh, you know, not uncommon. Some of the ferals make an easy adjustment into the inners of the household life. Others, you know, kind of retain a little bit of that wild, uh, uh, I guess, uh, settling that they, they start off with. And, you know, if he seems like he's comfortable with your interactions, um, you know, I think that's wonderful. The things that we watch for when a cat is not at ease, you know, certainly the ear posture, kind of pin back. Sometimes they'll dilate their eyes and get kind of big and wide-eyed. Um, you know, if you're seeing those kind of cues, it's probably best to just kind of disengage, you know, not go for the physical contact and just kind of save him that anxiety. And, and uh, you know, if he's the kind of kitty that just only likes a little bit of human contact on his terms, um, you know, th- then I just accommodate him for that. 
Yeah, and that's kind of what we've done so far. And always use food to your advantage. <laughs> so a hungry cat yeah. is more likely to want to be around a human and to have us uh, you know, in their life. So um, that is always a good positive association to kind of tie towards the, the human contact. So y- you heard me say it. Feed your cat. <laughs> Treat them. <laughs> okay. Susan, we wish you the best of luck there. one 405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Could be groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey. Turner, Vladdy the World Famous Russian Dog Wizard, or Dr. Debbie right now. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Grab your pets, bring them around the radio. I'm Hal Abrams. I'm Judy Francis. And to my right, Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Volani, animal communicator Joey Turner, and my left, Susan Sims and Vladdy the World Famous Russian Dog Wizard. And in the little bed over here. That's Boog, the studio cat. Snoring away. Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. We're all here. We hope your animals are around the radio, too. What are you working on there, Stacy? Well, there's a new scam out. It's about service dogs. People are trying to fake that their dogs are service dogs so they could take them into restaurants and stuff. I'll tell you all about it coming up on Animal Radio. Okay, let's go to the phones. 1-866-405-8405. It's toll-free, by the way. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Dr. Deb. How you doing? Hi, I'm doing super today. How are you? I'm doing great. I got lots of puppies here, and I'm loving them all. And wonderful, this, what kind of puppies? Um, actually, first of the breed, golden retriever Bouviers. Ooh, okay. Interesting combo. <laughs> <laughs> Can be big and furry, either which way, huh? They are. Wasn't planned, but you know what? It happened. And um, my Bouvier's a Westminster, and uh, she's absolutely beautiful, and I was going out of town and my golden is not fixed yet and he's just barely well he turned a year old in october mm-hmm. and he wasn't interested in her and i turned my back for two seconds uh, and that's all happened. it took but, <laughs> you can't leave those kids unattended they're gonna throw a party <laughs> i know but you know what they're beautiful lights and and they're gorgeous and they were born on saint patrick's day okay. so I, my question to you is i have two questions i have a doggy daycare but it's private. I do it out of my home. Okay. And all the dogs are vaccinated that come here, and none of them go to any doggy park or anywhere like that. Most of my clients are uh, in the movie industry, and I'm in Sherman Oaks, so it's like they don't really take their dogs anywhere. Their dogs here is where they get their play dates. Mm-hmm. So what I've been doing is the puppies are in the back room, and I leave the door cracked open a little bit. The doggy that come to the doggy daycare, they do not interact with them. They're separate. But I leave the door open a little bit for circulation and whatnot, and I'm hoping that that is something wise where it allows their immune system to accept the scent that's out. Like The question is, if we leave the door open, it helps to stimulate their immune system to the other dogs? That's what I'm thinking, because it's just like somebody who goes to the hospital all the time, and they're a volunteer, and automatically their immune system starts building up where... They're not going to get sick because they're around sick people all the time. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah, what I'm, I'm hoping for that. Well, the, the tough thing is that by exposing them, you know, even having um, a daycare in a household that has puppies, uh, that has a litter in your situation, there's inherently some risk of infectious disease, no matter how cautious you can be, because you can be a carrier of those germs, if you will. Um, and, and this happens regularly. I can tell you, when I got my dog from the breeder, boy, we had to leave our shoes outside. They bleached well, our I shoes. Do. I sit down before I go in there. 
yeah. I so I mean, you can. I off and I strip down before I go in and I touch the puppy. Yeah. So I mean, you could do everything possible. Now, airborne disease, infectious things that are of the respiratory nature, by allowing more air exchange. You know, I can't say that that's going to make them a stronger dog. It could potentially put them in more contact with infectious disease, but it doesn't mean they're going to be stronger. It just means they're going to have to face it at a much younger age. So I guess I wouldn't necessarily, with three-week-old puppies, really try to challenge your immune system. I would still keep them in a very safe environment and really restrict their access to dogs that have outside access. Because just because you know those dogs doesn't mean you know that where all those dogs have been that they've encountered. So um, it's kind of like that whole, uh, you know who you slept with, but who did they sleep with kind of thing. So right. keep that yeah. in mind. Like, yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. And actually, I asked my clients, I asked all of them, please do not walk your dogs. Do not take them to any doggy parks. Do not expose them to... Uh, feces. Pups this age, they're still kind of working off a of mom's immunity till they're about six weeks of age, kind of in between six and eight weeks of age is when they're protected against disease based on what they got from their mama. When that starts to wear off is when we really start vaccinating. And that's that window of period when mom's immunity wears off. And when we vaccinate, that's when they're most susceptible. Good luck with those fresh little boogers there, Michelle. Sounds like <laughs> fun. 1-866-405-8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And please don't forget about your dream team, Dr. Debbie White. We just call her Dr. Debbie. She answers your vet medical questions. Groomer Joey Volani. You've seen him on Animal Planet, Dogs 101. Groomer has it. Animal communicator Joy Turner. As well as pet travel expert Susan Sims and Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard, all here to answer your questions. Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. What are you working on, Stacy? Well, there's a new study out, and they did it about human and dogs and how they interact. They found that dogs that were owned by men, especially neurotic men, how they pick the neurotic ones, I don't know, <laughs> but they seem to approach their owners more often than dogs of female owners. I'll huh. tell you more about that. Also, you've heard of being caught with your hand in the cookie jar. Well, one raccoon has done it just a little bit better than the cookie jar. And this wedding, you will not believe, oh. a canine wedding that cost $32,000, and no, geez. it wasn't put on by Joan Rivers. I'll tell you all about it coming up on Animal Radio. Also on the way, your Dodge Journey pet destination of the week, if you have a special place you like to take your dog or your cat, be it a park or a restaurant or a hotel, whatever it is, let us know, and we'll put it up there as a Dodge Journey pet destination at the website. Plus, we'll give your dog or your cat prizes for sharing your favorite spot, one 866 405 to report your favorite location. Let's hit the phones. Hey, Tracy, what's going on? Hi. Um, well, I have a couple of Springer Spaniels. Uh, the oldest is 13 years old. Um, and I noticed over the last maybe three or four months, she's in relatively good health, that she's losing the hair off the top of her back. Mm-hmm. And it's just a big pattern. She's not totally bald. Um, started with some little spots, and she goes to the groomer regularly, and my other dog goes to the same groomer. Um, doesn't have the same problem, but she's losing her hair, <laughs> and I don't okay. know what it is. And what what is the distribution? What How would you describe where the ear is? Where did they first start? She start uh, losing the hair? 
um, she started getting little spots, almost look like um, little dark spots in the fur because I keep their hair short because they're indoors. So mm-hmm. you would see little spots when she get grown down real closely. And then um, it started like around from the collar um, up to maybe not quite as far down as the shoulder and all the way back to the tail. And it just progressively has gotten worse. Um, mm. Just to the okay. tail, but nothing on the sides, nothing on the belly. So they they do go in and out, um, okay. but I haven't noticed it with my other dog. Okay, and these areas of hair loss, how big are they? About oh gosh, you know, are they an inch in size? Are they smaller than that, or does it all kind of blend together? It kind of blends together. So the, she's already got kind of a, almost instead of that nice silky. Um, Feel the undercoat, the under hair is really nice and silky like you would expect on a springer. And the top mm-hmm. has always been kind of like teddy bear fuzz, if you will. Mm. And okay. so it's just thinned out. And, you know, just over time, as it's thinning, it kept getting lighter and lighter. And I thought, no, this hair is missing. So mm-hmm. um, it's a big, huge, like a, I don't want to say male pot pattern baldness, but kind of like that. <laughs> Okay, and is it fairly even from her right side of her body to her left side, or is it variable? Absolutely. Absolutely. It is, it is even? Yes. Ah, okay. All right. Well, with, with, I think if I got a good picture in my mind of what you're describing, so we've got sparse hair along the whole back side, um, kind of even on both sides. So it's not that you have skin sores, redness, or scabs. It's just that there's a sparse, uh, loosening, losing of the hair in these areas. Is that correct? Right, right. It's like okay. a big, I, I waxed her back. Is what it looks like. <laughs> hey, that sounds like some uh, dates I've had. <laughs> 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 wax your back. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's bad um, wax because she still has Yeah, bugs, very but. bad wax. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Um, so, yes, the number one thing that really kind of comes to mind here is I start to think of hormone-related problems. When we have uh-huh. hair loss that's even on the right versus the left side of a pet's body, um, so if it's symmetrical and it's really not accompanied with itching, scratching, sores, crusts, all those really good, gritty, fun stuff that we talk about in doggy dermatology, if it's just kind of hair loss and sparse um, hair, I'm going to look at the hormones. And some of the first things that I would recommend would be to have some lab work done where we would look at our thyroid level um, because low thyroid levels in dogs, very commonly, among other signs, they can have a symmetrical hair loss where it kind of looks almost smooth so that uh, the hair just kind of starts at the tail usually and sometimes it just spreads up the whole torso of the pet. Um, and again, it's usually not itchy. So that would be very worthwhile testing for because thyroid problems are very common. It's like the number one hormone problem we can see in dogs. The next things that I think about with that would be concerns with Cushing's disease. And this is another hormone problem. Are you familiar with that? I've heard of that um, with, a, with a couple of uh, my coworkers who said the dogs are eating uncontrollably or drinking mm. all night or walking all night with this Cushing's disease. Yeah, if yeah, if I have the right one. Yeah, Maybe that's I'm the wrong. one. So 
It, that's exactly right. It's it's a cortisone-related problem in dogs, and they can drink a lot, pant a lot, but they can also get some skin changes that can be a sparse, kind of smooth hair loss. Sometimes it'll affect the whole body, and in some cases it'll affect the abdominal muscles, so a pet can actually develop a potbelly-like appearance. Okay. Um, so that could be something. It's a little more challenging to screen for Cushing's disease, but I would certainly say um, baseline blood work, a blood panel and a urine sample would probably be the start and points to see if we need to go hunting down that road. Um, so so mostly I'd say blood work would be wise. And in some pets, I'll just cut to the chase and take a skin biopsy because I'm just impatient. And um, that can give us a, a you know certainly a, a swift diagnosis as far as what we're facing with. I, I wonder if it's related she's taking proin. And I don't know Good. if proin's a hormone or not, but, you know, I just thought I'd throw that out there. I don't know if it yeah. has anything to do with it or not. And, and that's a good question. Proin is um, not truly a hormone. It, it's a medication we use for female or dog incontinence um, right. for the urine. So um, probably not related directly to that, but good to okay. kind of keep that in mind, definitely. So, yeah, I'd say, uh, you know, call the vet and say, hey, my dog wants to donate some blood. <laughs> <laughs> she may not want to, but. <laughs> I'm sure she would be happy to test her. She's, she's very thorough, so I, I, I certainly will contact her. About it. Thank you, Tracy. Good good luck there. Let us know how that turns out. one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. Yeah, you've heard us raving about it. Fresh breath and clean teeth without brushing. Oral care just got easy. Now you can fight periodontal disease without brushing. We're using Tropicaline's fresh breath gel. They're foam. The water additive and the dental chews. In fact, I, I gave Joey some of the foam a few minutes ago. <laughs> He's over there playing with it and squishing it through his teeth. Look at him go. 93% of users notice cleaner teeth within less than two weeks. If you want to find out more, visit tropiclean.net. Of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show over at animalradio.com. Can we give some of this away? Yes, let's do that. Good stuff. I we know. Have, we have the clean teeth gel and the fresh breath chews. I said it right. Yes, you did. And the gel, of course, works fast and naturally to help reduce plaque and tartar. And the chews, you know, if they want a little treat, that's a great little treat for them. Yeah, they don't know that it's helping their teeth. 1-866-405-8405. How many are you giving away? Two. Of each? Yes. Okay, so we have two clean teeth gels and two fresh breath chews to give away? You got it. Okay, call us now. This is Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Are you struggling with sky-high credit card debt? Call Credit Card Relief. You can get out of debt in months instead of years with no fees until the debt is settled and with a 90-day money-back guarantee. Call Credit Card Relief. The consultation is free and the relief is real. Call 866-800-5252. Not available in all states. That's Credit Card Relief, 866-800-5252. 
866-800-5252. Trying to sell your old car? Instead, donate your vehicle to Heritage for the Blind. Pickup is free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-850-4516. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats whether they run or not. Donate your vehicle and you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call 1-800-850-4516. That's 1-800-850-4516. 1-800-850-4516. Warm weather is here and your dog is ready to trade in its winter coat for a summer haircut. Wall Pet Clippers are the number one home grooming choice for dogs and their owners because Wall's precision ground blades cut hair without pulling or snagging. Grooming your dog at home is safe, easy, and it helps you save money. So show how much you care. Cut your dog's hair with a Wall Clipper. Visit Wall, W-A-H-L, pet.com. Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who? One eight six six four zero five eight four five to connect with any one of the dream team could be Dog Father Joey Villani or Doctor Debbie with your vet medical questions answered, Animal Communicator Joy Turner or even Vladi the world famous Russian dog wizard. If you have any kind of dog issues, he's the man for you. Uh, boy, I am the man. You are, you are the man. <laughs> yes, and you know sometimes uh, callers uh, sending us emails and asking us if Vladi is the real because Vladi. Sounds funny. Has some accent. You do sound I, funny. You do. You have an accent. Is it Michigan? Yeah. <laughs> now it's more California accent, guys. <laughs> but the Vlad is very real, and uh, I just do it and just explain the people in an entertaining way, which I believe they will better understand and relate. See, I can I can verify that Vladi is very very real, very very Russian. Now that Yakov Smirnov guy, I don't think I think he was a uh, I think I don't think he was Russian. <laughs> you think he's a knockoff? <laughs> I think it was a knockoff guy. He has a less accent, but he has, uh, he's the he's the Catherine. You know? Oh no! The the cat trader is uh, Greg Popovich. Popovich. No, oh, I'm so both sorry. Of yeah. Them, both yeah. of them are Russian. Yakov Smirnov was a comedy uh, comedian. Com- comedian from the the 80s, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I don't know him. Do you know him? Uh, not personally anymore. No, I. Oh, okay. It's, it's, yeah, I, it's a long time ago. Uh, hey, Richard, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Very good. Where are you today? Uh, right now, I'm driving a big truck across Tennessee. I'm also from Michigan. Okay, well, uh, then you might know Vlade already. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You might have seen my dog. Yeah. Okay, Richard, from what city you are? Uh, what, what is that? What oh, city I'm from Grand are? Rapids, Michigan. Ah, that is why he doesn't know me. Grand oh, Rapids, the opposite I am side. from... Yeah, it's never said. <laughs> I'm from Metro Detroit, Michigan. Okay. So go ahead, Richard. Uh, so what do you have? Yeah, I've got a, a German Shepherd Husky mix. And uh, he's two and a half years. Yeah, he's two and a half years old, and he's quite the spoiled uh, dog. And I'm an ex uh, Air Force dog handler. Uh, back many years ago, I trained German Shepherds for the Air Force years and years ago, with my dog and my wife. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> every night, every night. Well, I'm a long distance truck driver, so I don't get to discipline him the way I'd like to. But he's kind of spoiled because every night before. She goes to bed, and when I'm home, he has to run, and when we say it's bedtime, he runs to the kitchen and stares at the freezer because she spoon-feeds him and her ice cream before they go to bed every night. Oh, boy. And the problem I have with this is I was just wondering. I mean, he's excellent, you know, on his obedience and and boundary trained and everything and that. 
I have no problem with him at that. I just, I wonder, you know, in the future if uh, this takes away from his uh, obedience, you know, if he's going to, uh, yeah, if he's going to turn, how do you say, too spoiled. Um, how old is he? He's two and a half years old right now. Mm -hmm, okay. You know, it's interesting now when you said about uh, I have a problem with wife, and after you said you're a truck driver, I was thinking about different things. But, uh, you know, it's turned out you don't have that problem which really would concern me. This problem does not, this is your wife's behavior, this particular behavior does not concern me because you just said gold words. That's Russian slang. You said your dog basically does everything which you wanted him to do. So your dog can be treated as a human. You know, I do believe dogs can and must be treated as the humans with one stipulations. As long as as long as they are treating us as the humans. So if you have this type of the relationship where you are called the shots and the dog somewhere down in hierarchy and you're in the primary position You know, it's okay for to get a little bit get spoiled. It's okay to jump on the furniture and doing other things, as long as when you are um, giving some commands and the dog responds quickly. So I really don't see big problem uh, with uh, with uh, this your wife's uh, behavior. Um, of course, huskies are troublemakers. Uh, German shoppers, most of them are good. Some of them can be bad. Uh, their ultimate pets, but husky is really adding to hyperactivities, uh, nervousness, doggy ADD to the dog's behavior. Um, but uh, from what you're telling me, you're okay. So I would not really worry about, really, I would not. But tell me, please, uh, you said your dog is doing everything wonderfully, but maybe at least one thing you would love to get some improvement. What that one thing would be? Um... I guess the one thing would be for him to listen to his mom more than he does. Uh, when I'm home, he's really good, and when she tries to tell him uh, to do something or to come okay. here or something, he'll he'll turn to me and come to me. I got it. Me. I got it. I got it. I I mean, she needs to be. She just needs to be the bitch, and that's it. Like like the Judy, I, you know. I told her. I mean, she yeah. wants she yeah. run even she even hell afraid her. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, your your wife is too mommy, and she needs to be uh, more master. You know, you need to just sit down. What happening? I think you are too much firm with your dog, and she tried to be to compensate your firmness to indulging. So you need to move a little bit to the left, and she needs to move a little bit to the to the to the right. I would suggest you invite her for the nice lunch. So I would take you to the restaurant. I'm real. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm. See, it's like a child, and you you can just cannot just come and just, don't spoil, don't do that. She will not take it. She will take it offensive, offensively, like you are offending her child. But invite her to to the restaurant, get her some flowers and, and tell, look in her eyes and say I love you dearly, but here is one thing I would like you to consider, because when I'm not around, if anything bad happened, you don't want anything bad happen with our pet, like hit by the car uh, hopefully not, and all in other bad things, so when the dog refusing your command, so please I mean, it's okay to do in motherly spoil, spoiling your dog, but not the way how you do it, just talk to her nicely and remind her three rules, which is every Doggy mother knows, and uh, she, maybe not, never give any commands you cannot enforce 
always reinforce your commands and never repeat your commands. And you will be in the right direction, driving in the right direction in the right car. Give that a shot, Richard. We appreciate your call at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Dr. Debbie, what's all that all, all over your coat? Yeah, it's anal gland material, and I have to tell you, the laundry, I'm still working on laundry here at work. So <laughs> you got to do yes. laundry there, too? Well, when the unexpected happens, yeah, so I've, I've been blessed today. So, you know, it is like, you know, for Catholics, it's kind of a uh, uh, that time of the year. Um, uh, so, yes, I have the anal gland blessing. It's the veterinary blessing that gets squirted all over me. Oh, my gosh, okay. I, it, so I, that's you that smells, too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I take full responsibility for that odor. <laughs> hey, Tracy, how are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for taking my call. Be thankful you're on that side of the phone. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. When you hear my problem, you might not be, You might not think I'm so grateful. What's going on? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I have a twofold problem. Um, okay. The biggest um, at this point is uh, my cat, who's probably about mm, 10, 11 years old, has been well-behaved all the way up to maybe last year. And now he's missing the box. You know, he okay. won't. He was pooping outside the litter box, not urinating, but he's defecating outside, mm. outside of the litter box. And I noticed there's some sort of pattern as well where when I'm coming home in the morning, I open the garage and, you know, he's, he's just done his business. <laughs> And, okay. you know, I clean it up, I feed him, and I go on about my business, and I hope it gets better, and I scoop the box, and then he does it again. Okay. And is he pooping, in relation to the litter box, where is he pooping? Um, well, the litter box is in a guest room that has no bed or anything, but it has carpet that's no good anymore. But um, he's, sometimes he goes behind the box, like I freshly scooped the box, it's okay. as if he's hiding behind the box. Sometimes it's in the middle of the rug. <laughs> and the okay. room is, is relatively small. Okay, but it's not happening in other parts of the house. It's happening in the room no. where the litter box is. And there's only no. one box there? Uh, I'm sorry, say again? Um, it's not happening in other rooms of the house. It's not. Um, the room is gated, though, because I have okay. two Springer Spaniels that are indoor dogs, and they'll eat cat food. So I've gated that room off so that he can jump over the gate. And okay. his food's on that side, which is kind of strange to me. I would think he wouldn't want to poop where he eats, but mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All righty. And, um, and is he the only kitty in the house? And is this is the only litter pan in the house? It is, and he is, yes. Okay. All right. Well, the number one thing when I hear of a kitty that's pooping near the box but not inside it and they are using the box for urinating number one thing i look at is the actual litter environment so the actual how nice is the bathroom in the cat's sense of the the word um because a cat that is defecating in other parts of the house we might be thinking other issues going on but he's okay. he's got the idea he knows where the box is and in uh, many cats they'll poop just a few feet away and it's kind of like they're saying i almost want to use it but i'm not going to so the the things that i really look at is we want to give him alternate litter sites and we want to kind of play around and give him different options for the litter pan um so number one is if you got a, a cover on your litter pan i would take that off 
Um, I experiment with different substrates. So some kitties just don't always like what we offer them. So there are the different clay litters, the scoopable litters, the recyclable product litters, um, all of those things. We need to vary that. And you may need to offer a little smorgasbord of litter boxes in this room. Okay. Normally, I, normally I will also give a litter box site somewhere else than where the primary box is. And if you can do that with having the dogs around, I would encourage you to try. Just in uh, case there can be, for some kitties, they have an aversion to a location. So I say see. something bad happens, he's pooping in the litter box, he has some pain, maybe has some blood in his stool, he has a negative experience. So he says, ooh, I don't want to poop back there because something really bad happened when I was doing that. So in those cases, they can actually think, I just need to go somewhere else and everything's cool and nothing bad happens. So if that's the case, a different site can really make a difference in the psyche uh, of many cats there. Um, but, But I would say that would be pretty much how I would handle things. Now, for a kitty who's in the double-digit years, sometimes I look at things like um, other medical problems that can be going on. And arthritis in a, in a kitty that age isn't unheard of. Um, so some, sometimes getting into the box um, can be an uncomfortable thing. And again, they can associate something uncomfortable with uh, the defecation or the urination in the box. So um, maybe a good checkup would be wise. And for old kitties that have signs of you know possible arthritis, I use glucosamine for them and it can really make a a difference with some of these behavioral problems where we think it's you know just a cat that's pissed off and doesn't want to use the box and it's and it it can really be something medically so yeah pooped off however we should say it okay i I think that's some strategies i would certainly try for this little guy Okay, sounds good. Tracy, we thank you for your call today, one 405 8405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, owners and trainers of service dogs are starting to get pretty upset at pet owners who pass their animals off as service dogs by using phony credentials. It's like a scam. The imposters go to the Internet, they buy vests, ID cards, and certificates for their dogs. The deception will allow their pets to live in restricted housing. They can take them inside restaurants and hotels, or they can even fly for free in airplane cabins rather than in cargo holds. This guy says, I don't want to say it's a scam, but it's really a scam. That's Nick Kustkos. He's 72. He runs this company called Elite Canine Academy in Jupiter, Florida, and he's trained service dogs for over 40 years. People who fake a disability and or pretend that their pet is a service animal risk at least a fine or, in extreme cases, federal fraud charges. You can get a certification very easy, he says. It's as easy as filling out a form online. You send in your money and then a photograph of your dog, and you can pay from like $20 to $300. You'll get a a little dog vest or collar, an identification tag or ID cards. Then they'll send you a DVD training, uh, you know, a a training DVD that will give you information. And it looks official. So the best way to tell if a service dog is legitimate is to observe their behavior. A service dog won't appear restless or jump or bark. They will obey the disabled owner's commands. They'll perform tasks and they'll lie down passively whenever they're instructed. 
Remember that Egyptian cobra that drew worldwide attention had its own Twitter account? Well, it escaped its enclosure at the Bronx Zoo. It now finally has a name. The name Mia was picked by voters on an online New York Daily News contest. The name was inspired by the phrase missing in action. About 60,000 people voted to name the venomous serpent, which was missing for about a week. Fans of Mia can meet the snake when she goes on exhibit at the reptile house. An Ohio man due in court later this month for teasing a member of the police force, according to Cincinnati.com, Ryan James Steffens is facing a misdemeanor charge for barking and hissing at a police dog. According to the officer, Walker, uh, he was investigating a crash last week when he heard his dog barking uncontrollably from the back of his squad car. Well, he went out to approach this man who reportedly defended his behavior by saying the dog started at first. And uh, Steffens was allegedly pretty intoxicated at the time, no doubt. But he was eventually allowed to go home when another man agreed to give him a ride. He has to go to court on April 21st. A German teenager is riding around the countryside on the back of her pet cow. 15-year-old Regina Mayer tells his son that she has taught her cow Luna how to jump obstacles just like a horse. Mayer says she was inspired to train Luna after her parents refused to buy her a horse of her own. It's what every kid does. When you can't get a horse, you get a cow. The pair now goes on regular rides with Luna jumping hurdles made with beer crates and painted logs. Wonder if her parents are related. Anyway, Luna can be very headstrong at times. She's really a, a, an adorable cow. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at animalradio.com. This is Animal Radio. What does your dog's breath smell like? Could really tell a lot. Really? Do, yeah, really. Dr. Debbie will be uh, telling us in a few minutes. She does the sniff test. When uh-huh. she when an animal comes into the office, she'll do the sight, smell, touch, the hearing, the whole thing. She'll make wow. sure she's using all of her senses to detect what is wrong with your animal. She'll be telling us. Sharon, she says... Oftentimes, yeast infections smell like Fritos, and that's why I don't like tortilla uh, chips, corn chips uh-huh. in particular. Hey, Vlade, how are you doing today? You, uh, you're you a little late today. You, you, you're rushing in so, the traffic? Uh, What's the deal? Exactly, exactly. You're asking about the dog's breath. I can't take my breath. <laughs> you know, yeah, I was rushing for the traffic. I had a um, few clients in the morning at 8 o'clock, and... Uh, you know, and two hours later, so, you know, I keep myself very busy, so kind of acting psychologist, I'm not just talk on the radio, I also take my clients on the daily basis, uh, if you would like to be my clients, it is SoCalDogTraining.com, if you live in Southern California, if you don't live in Southern California, you have a questions, please Give us a call. Um, I will addressing all your questions and resolving all your problems. Hopefully, I will. Now, I know your waiting list is about three weeks out. Is it three, three weeks months? or three months? I'm sorry, three months out. Yeah. Three months now. Busy now, guy. Three months, yeah, because, you know, I can, like, like, like a laser beam. I come in and, uh, you know, resolving the issues, resolving the problems. And uh, prior to me, people saw many other trainers and behaviorists. I always let the people know. I tell them, listen, you know how you're used in this country? Well, if something doesn't work, i got to find double opinion. i got to see another doctor. Sure. And I tell my clients, listen, people, there is no second doctor here anymore. I'm the ultimate doctor because if I am able, no one is able. So 
So game is over. Are you gonna, we're gonna succeed here. Hopefully we will. Or you're gonna fail with everyone. That's it. People don't go to Vlade to train their dogs to jump through hoops or to do the basics Tricks. because yeah. yeah because they come to Vlade when they have a problem and they've gone to everybody else and they can't solve that problem Vlade can always solve the toughest problems Serious problems, yeah, like aggression, like separation anxiety. I dealt with a few recently dogs, German Shoppers, um, you know, from Coastal German Shopper Rescue and the German Shopper Rescue of Orange County in California. They were really chewing themselves out of the crate. It was a very bad situation. I'm sorry I interrupted you. What did you want to ask me? Well, I was going to ask you, do you have a special place to take your pet, your dog? Do you have a special place a you take place. your dog? Like, is there sure. A, yeah, where is that? Sure. Will you share I probably, it with, Yes? I'm I probably the only one guy um, who is providing so-called private training camp. Uh, there is uh, some boot camp uh, or training camps. It's very uh, prevalent in uh, across the United States. But what it does, basically, trainers keeping the dogs like in a manufacturing facility, nice facility, don't get me wrong, but, uh, you know, group of the dogs and trainers working with one dog at a time. And it's a great training because people get really, you know, dogs get uh, um, total attention of the trainers. In my situation, I take take a dog into the private uh, training camp. What do I mean by that? Dog becoming my own pet. Live with me, uh, eats with me, sleeps with me. Um, you know, with me and my German shopper, Mika. So we're traveling whole day long from one client to another. I allow another to my clients if they have a keys or whatever, depends on situation, working with my client dog. So it's becoming 24-7 training. Dog is, uh, dogs are very circumstantial uh, learners. So, for instance, uh, doing something in, um, in, like in your backyard, it doesn't mean automatically you're going to be uh, doing in your front yard or in your living room. So when you train your dog in a different environment, they will, they are, they will performing everywhere. That's what I do. If you want to talk to Vladi right now, one 405 And now let's take a call for animal communicator Joy Turner. And we have Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank what, you for having me. What's going on? Well, uh, my first question is... Um, for our um, baby that we had to have put to sleep in on um, January 7th. And that was uh, Sunny, and she was a Cocker Spaniel, and we had her, we adopted her when she was um, six weeks old and, you know, kept her until we had to have her put to sleep at the age of 14. And can you tell me, was that from old age or was that from illness? Um, it was from illness. She was okay. in um, the final stages of um, kidney failure. And, uh, you know, we had no idea. We do have several pets, and we knew that one of them was, um, you know, peeing in the house. Uh, we thought it was our collie, and then um, Sunny started losing weight uh, progressively, and we took her in and um, found out that she was... Uh, in the final stages of kidney failure. And she wants you to know she is very happy when she's with me. She's sitting with me now, and she says, and what can she possibly do for you? Oh, my gosh. Well, 
We just um, want to know that she's okay. We wanted to know if she came back. She says, well, yes, of course, she's fine, and she wonders why you think she came back already. Well, because um, she, you know, loved us so much, and we loved her, and when um, we were having her put to sleep, um, we were right there with her, and I told her that um, we would never forget about her and that we wanted her to come back and visit as soon as she could. And she and now I I need to explain to you that when you say come back to her, she interprets that as meaning coming back in another physical body to be with you for another lifetime. Okay. Yeah, we didn't know if she would um, come back right away. We we did get a puppy um, about two weeks after that, um, and you know we were just keeping everything open so she could come back and visit us. And whether, you know, whether it was, um, you know, in a spiritual body or if it was um, just that she was going to be in our house and we didn't know it, you know, like sleeping with us on the bed or um, enjoying our household activities. And she says, so tell me about this puppy. When you look in that puppy's eyes, do you feel her or do you feel somebody else? No, I don't feel her. But, you know, what's really strange is that um, we adopted a... um, It was a Cocker Spaniel that was a show dog, and they wanted to retire her at the age of seven. And so we had um, adopted her, and Sunny was probably about nine or ten. And, um, oh my gosh, they they loved each other so much. They were inseparable. The thing with um, Delilah, that was the show dog, she um, was like a puppy. She still had her prance. And the night that we, the day that we had um, Sunny put to sleep, the next day, um, Delilah was an old, old dog. Sunny popped back in and she says she wants you to know that she is going to come back to you in another body. She does kind of like Cocker Spaniel, so she's hoping that you want another Cocker Spaniel. Okay, that's fine. If you want to get a session with Joy, you can do that. Uh, head on over to joyturner.com. If you want to speak to her real fast, one 405 right now. Trying to sell your old car? Instead, donate your vehicle to Heritage for the Blind. Pickup is free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-850-4516. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats whether they run or not. Donate your vehicle and you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call 1-800-850-4516. That's 1-800-850-4516. 1-800-850-4516. Feels like time's running out. Maxed out on your credit cards, collection calls are coming every day, and you're two payments behind on your mortgage. You need help. We're Credit Card Relief, and we've been helping people just like you for nearly a decade. Call Credit Card Relief right now. The consultation is free, and the relief is real. Call 866-800-5252. Not available in all states. That's Credit Card Relief, 866-800-5252. 866-800-5252. 
As your best friend settles into middle age and shows signs of slowing down, SeniorPetProducts.com is there to help your senior pets live to the fullest by providing the latest news, information, and products for health, wellness, comfort, and mobility. At SeniorPetProducts.com, you'll find everything your aging pets need from vitamins and supplements to diapers, boots, and accessories that'll make their senior years more comfortable, all at the lowest prices available. Thousands of products for the life of your pet. SeniorPetProducts.com. We get lots of food samples here at Animal Radio, so we can be picky about selecting a healthy food. If you're a regular listener, you know Ladybug is one finicky diva. When we got a sample of Stella and Chewy's, the healthy ingredients were there, but would she eat it? I'm here to tell you she ate it as fast as we put it down and begged for more. We feel good about feeding our dog Stella and Chewy's, and we want you to try Stella and Chewy's too. Visit StellaandChewy's.com or call 888-477-8977. That's 888-477-8977. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Pam Venetia, a bonobo at the Great Ape Trust of Iowa Research Center, has been playing a bit of ape-see-ape-do. Recently, the 20-year-old female wanted to go outside, but the staff was too busy to let her out just then. So she did what she had seen a workman do to open the door. She set off the fire alarm. Bonobo apes are one of the most human-like of all the apes and are known for their advanced language skills. When the alarm was set off a second time, scientist Sue Savage-Rumba found Pam Venetia sitting next to it with a smile on her face. Trust officials have now covered the fire alarms to prevent any future monkey bis- uh, ape business. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Are people to Animal Radio. We got more gifts to give away in exchange for your Dodge Journey pet destination. We are bribing you for that location that you've kept secret. Uh, we have a uh, Skoda line for we have Steve on the phone. Hey, no, Steve. We Bill. Bill uh, I'm sorry. Hey, Bill. How are you doing? I'm all right, Al. How about you? Good. Is this Bill that helped me with my sore throat, Bill? Yes, it is. Hey, Bill. Welcome to the show. Or the Bill that traded I, his ex-wife for a motorcycle? I wasn't going to bring that up. Oh, I did. I, I just don't. <laughs> I, it's a happy thing now. Yeah. <laughs> good, good exchange, I think. Hey, Bill, you must have a good Dodge Journey pet destination, a place that you take your dog that uh, you would like to share with the rest of the world. It is the Manatee... Causeway, Manatee Avenue Causeway in Bradenton, Florida. That sounds like a highway. Are, is that a highway? Uh, it is. Uh, yeah, I guess it would be Highway 64. So yes. you're, you're you're playing in the highway with your dog. That doesn't sound very safe. Well, it's it's a it's the bay, but there there's a bay on both sides of the road. Um, I see all kinds of dogs from Chihuahuas to Great Danes plus horses. Wow. Okay, okay. It sounds like a good place for them to get social, and of course, anywhere in Florida, it's got to be good, right? Oh, yeah. All year round. How did you lose in Bradenton, Florida? yes. Manatee Avenue Causeway is this week's Dodge Journey pet destination. Your dog is going to get some good gifts. What are you looking at, Judy? I'm oh. looking at that grasshopper. He's missing part of his leg. Do they eat bugs? It looks like he's walking over there, and he's just about oh. to eat this bug. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> we're stopping this multi-million dollar radio show to uh, watch a grasshopper walk across the screen of our studios here and, and just about to eat a bug and snap. It's life. It's no, I was, I was going to ask if Ladybug got half that leg. 
No, she didn't get the leg. I don't know what happened to his leg. He's missing half his leg. Yeah, something's wrong with him there. He's yeah. Anyway, uh, Dodge doesn't want us talking about the grasshopper. They want us talking about the Dodge journey. They won the 2010 Pet Safe Choice Award with the fold-down stain-resistant seats, the Chill Zone glove box cooler for the drinks, the multiple storage options with removable washable liners. It's pretty easy to see why the Dodge journey is the best car for every member of the family, even those... With, with tails. tails. Is that what I want? A Dodge? No, we got Not stuff yet. for your dog. <laughs> I was hoping. <laughs> Here's a fact. 17,000 years ago, the first dog was domesticated from a pack of wolves. Here's another fact. The Dodge Journey is a domesticated crossover, a direct descendant of our muscle cars. The Journey recently won the 2010 Pet Safe Choice Award, an honor decided by humans and dogs. Was it the stain-resistant seating, the in-floor storage bins with removable and washable liners, or is it that dogs relate to this vehicle? You're listening to Animal Radio. Uh, let's head to the phones with Joey Volani. He's our groomer extraordinaire right now, answering which one are we going, Teresa? Hey, Teresa, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Where are you today? We're in Omaha, Nebraska. How's it How's it in Omaha? It is incredibly hot and humid here. Yeah, all across the country right now, it seems like. we're all. St- you should see the dog in front of the air conditioner right now, legs spread open. <laughs> Uh, I have Joey here. How can we help you? Yes? And he's talking about me. <laughs> well, we just adopted a Wheaton Terrier from the local Humane Society, and I had a question about grooming. Um, is there any difference between people haircutting shears and um, scissors that you would use to cut, like, the beard area of a Wheaton Terrier? Absolutely not. The only difference is, is professional groomers usually work with um, with long shears, and it's basically so you can cover more ground. You know, instead of working on a person's head, you're working on a much bigger area. But that's the only thing. If if I was um, the regular, you know, um, pet owner, I would use a, a regular small pair of shears because it's probably a lot safer for you. Okay. What do you have? What do you have? A, a, a small pair, um, and what are you trying to do? Because I might be able to help you out here. Um, right now, when when we adopted him, he had to be shaved totally. So just he has just the uh, beard and the little bit of tuft on his head. So right now, we were just going to try and trim around his beard a little bit and around his mouth. You, you know, it really works best if you have a pair of thinning shears. Thinning shears on that type of coat just make it look a lot more natural, and you you don't go across the grain you go with it and it'll look real natural and just and just make it a lot shorter i hate to tell you this though you probably adopted which is a wonderful thing because i like when people adopt dogs but it's the most difficult coat i think of any breed to to take care of because it's very cottony it needs a lot of brushing and usually wheatons are very excitable so they run around a lot and which makes them not up a little bit easier but um and i hope you keep the fall please keep the hair in front of the eyes it makes the whole breed We'll sure try to do that. <laughs> okay. Thank you for your call today. The Wheaton Terrier, I guess, one of the harder ones to maintain coat-wise, according to Joey Volani here. Extremely, extremely. They um, they knot up real easily if they're not if they're not you know taken care of or brushed. Something to think about if you're thinking of getting one. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with any one of the Dream Team. Hi, who's this? Yeah, this is Jim. Hi, Jim. How you doing? Oh, pretty good. Where are you calling from? Uh, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Well, that sounds like a nice place. Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Come on, you can long, convince us. Well, as long as the cats stay off the kitchen counters, I'm happy. You know. Oh, you're having a problem with the cats on the kitchen counters, huh? Yeah, yes, very much. Tables. How old are the cats? Uh, well, a year, year and a half. How many of them are there that There's are doing two. Two that are... Yeah, and one one is probably about six years old. I actually got her off a farm. She's a pretty nice cat, but I think she's getting bad habits treated. And the other one's a Siamese, and that's the problem child. Ah, the problem child getting up on yeah. the counters there. Okay, well, yeah. this is something that we even battle with here at the studios at Animal Radio, and Judy's an expert with this. You've tried several things. Some things work, some things don't, and some things work for some cats that don't work for other cats. Mm-hmm. Well, there needs to be something that happens when they get up there. And you can do make something that scares them. You can have like a, a can of compressed air and squirt it when they get up on the counter. You need them to associate something bad when they get up on the counter. You can also try the you know old standby the squirt water oh, the squirt bottle squirt bottle yeah uh-huh, and squirt them with water when they get up there. Or you can get a soda can, throw some pennies in it, tape the top, and when they get up on the counter, throw the the can not at the cat but. On the counter. Just to make noise. Just to make noise. And they need to associate something bad. Uh, you can also find some products out there. There's scat mats. It's a mat that you put up there. And I guess it gives them a little shock on their little feet when they jump up on the counter. Oh. So there's a lot of things you can try. You can try uh, putting aluminum foil on the counter. They jump up there. They don't like that. They don't like the noise. They don't like the feel. And you just got to be consistent. I know I used to have a cat when uh, I would open the front door, I could hear him jumping off the table. <laughs> he would never do it while I was home. What do you keep on your counter? Well, nothing. You know, just really nothing. It's just a toaster and mm-hmm. like everybody else probably counter, you know, a microwave and, and there's really, but well, there is a little garbage thing up there. And then if you got, well, you're talking about squirting and all that, that's, that's good, but this cat's clever. She knows <laughs> she ain't supposed to be up there. So um. if you, you know, if you even move in the living room, uh-huh. She knows you're coming. She's gone. Yeah. You know. Let me ask you this question, because this was the problem that we had here at the studios. Right over the counter was a window, and the cat was going to the window to look at other cats outside the window. Is, is that the situation there? I, I want to know what's bringing your cat up to the counter. Is it that garbage? Well, I don't know. I mean, we've had other cats over the years also that done the same thing. Um, uh, my wife would put up uh, two-faced tape, you know, yeah. but, you know, I mean, that's kind of a nuisance, you know, for us, actually, right. you know, and, uh, but, you know, like the, like the kitchen table, there's nothing on there but usually papers and a centerpiece, you know, but they just, you know, cats are, they're curious, <laughs> but, you know, and they gotta, they gotta learn to stay off, I guess some people don't mind that, but I do, you know, and that's, uh, yeah, other than closing them out of the room when you're not there, that's uh, it's a tough call. You got to definitely make it annoying every time they go up there. Yeah, Siamese, she's she's pretty creative. I mean, she even gets into loaves of bread, which I've never <laughs> seen a cat do that. You know, I mean, what? The, what? I mean, they uh, well, there you are. You know, what is she looking for in the bread? Who knows? I mean, I maybe it looks like food. I don't know. She's she's kind of like a dog as far as when it comes to eat. You know, anything, she eats anything, you know, and, and uh, she just reminds me of a dog. You know, dogs are, I mean, they do anything for food. Sure. Well, I, I think a cat would do anything for food also. Where our other, the other two cats, well, they're, 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 they're kind of finicky, you know. They, they don't really care to 
get into weird stuff. Yeah. Get that in the butt as early as you can so it doesn't become a trained habit for them. And whenever you see them, show them you disapprove and redirect their attention to maybe a cat toy or some catnip. When they get off the counter, if, if they're one of those cats that you can walk up and say, you're not supposed to be on the counter, and they hop off, go ahead and uh, give them accolades for getting off the counter. Good, good boy. Let them know that you approve of them not being on the counter and that you disapprove of them being on the counter. And other than that, I give the scat mat a try there. Judy says it. She's tried all of these things. So if she says it works, it works. Scat mat or foil? Oh, excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much. 1-866-405-8405. See you next week. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.